Luke 2, 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And Luke 19.41-42 And when Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for Monday, December 6th. My name is Andy Lamb, and I serve as one of the young professional missional community leaders at Bridgeway. The theme for today is peace that transforms. In English, the word peace denotes the absence of conflict, struggle, or strife. But the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, conveys the presence of abundance. That being said, I am struck by the stark contrast of these two passages that both have to do with peace. First, we have the beginning of Jesus' life on earth with a proclamation of the angels interrupting a seemingly boring night for the shepherds. The second passage captures Jesus' broken heart for those who missed his peace shortly before his crucifixion. Jesus offers us peace, his version of peace, abundance. I wonder if we need to recalibrate our definition of peace and allow Jesus to redeem the difficult circumstances that interrupt life. In July of 2019, I entered into a somewhat forced season of peace. I'd been spinning my wheels, quite literally, running around like crazy, trying to get my life together. I was 37, unmarried, without kids, I didn't own a home, living with my college roommate, his wife, three kids, three cats, two dogs. I was committed to way too many things. One of my commitments was a fundraising event called the Great Cycle Challenge, an app-based month-long charity cycling event to raise funds to fight kids' cancer. Two miles in, I went down when my tire got stuck in a rut. My left leg went under the bike, cutting my ankle on the gears. The doctor said I had severed my Achilles and would need surgery. That was the start of a season of God slowing me down, helping me to be present. My personality is that of a helper. I would help you move, pick you up from the airport late at night or early in the morning. I was used to cleaning up and doing dishes for our missional community dinners. I almost always made and brought food. Suddenly, I, the helper, could no longer serve or help in the way that I was accustomed to. Instead, I had to depend on so much from those around me. Other people did the dishes. Friends signed up to bring me food. And God started breaking down all the unmet expectations I had for myself of trying to provide my own abundance in life. Around that time, I signed up for a class at Bridgeway called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. The curriculum included a twice-a-day devotional format called The Daily Office. If you told me a couple years ago that the secret to transforming peace was to have two quiet times a day, I would have been really tempted to punch you in the face. 
emotionally healthy relationships is a follow-up to emotionally healthy spirituality, which sounds a little hippy-dippy, but bear with me for a moment. The author, Pete Scazzaro, says, it is impossible to be a spiritually mature Christian without being an emotionally healthy person. Does that hit like a punch to the gut? I'll read it again. It is impossible to be a spiritually mature Christian without being an emotionally healthy person. I started doing the devotional time. At first it was annoying, but then something changed. My circumstances didn't change, but I started to look forward to the moment I could break away for just about 10 minutes. There was a piece that started to transform me, not by something I was doing, but by simply being present with God. I think most of us would say that we want to experience more peace in our lives. The culture we live in makes that really difficult. It makes it difficult for us to be present to ourselves, our loved ones, or even the moment we are in right now. What is impacting your life right now and preventing peace? Many of us are just entirely too busy, some by choice, some by circumstances beyond our control. I have a friend who told me he likes how full his life is, and he is really busy. But I noticed something he struggles with. Nothing can ever go wrong for him. He doesn't have the space for it. And he gets incredibly frustrated whenever something doesn't go according to the plan. Whatever your reason for busyness, whether it is achieving success or keeping people in your life happy because you are afraid of failing them, this may even include yourself. If you are so tired of feeling like you can never do enough and never seem to get enough rest, my prayer is that in this season, you are interrupted with opportunities for peace, that you may be able to stop in the moments of inconvenience of life and ask what the Lord is doing. I pray that like the shepherds in the field, you are interrupted in your day-to-day life with peace. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. I pray that in the moments of frustration, in the moments of one more thing that you absolutely must add to your to-do list, when you question your ability to do enough, I pray you find the Lord interrupting with an invitation of peace, to be present with him, because being with him changes us. Creating a space and just showing up with God is a great way to start giving space to his transforming peace. Here is a simple exercise I use that only requires five to 10 minutes in your day. It requires a notebook or paper tablet, though a piece of paper or even your smartphone will work in a pinch. Find a quiet place you can sit comfortably for 10 minutes, car, garage, closet, whatever it takes. Set a timer for five to 10 minutes and try to simply be present with God and slow the chattering in your brain. Play some worship music in the background if that helps. Invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And when, not if, the to-dos interrupt, write them all down in the notebook and flip it upside down in front of you, physically setting aside the burdens of this life. If another thought invades, write it down and then flip the notebook back over. Keep doing this until there are no more interrupting thoughts and you can just be present with God. When the timer goes off, thank God for the time to be present with him. Consider that it is time with God that changes us, not accomplishing our to-do lists or managing our sin. This Advent season, I pray that you would experience peace that transforms. I pray that you would consider the shepherds in the field who heard the proclamation of peace as they were working their everyday jobs. 
I pray that you would be reminded of the sadness Jesus expressed over those who missed his peace because their eyes were closed to it. I pray that you would pause and let peace interrupt, invade, and transform your life and that it would spill out into the lives of those around you. Merry Christmas.